Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of Men Alive. Dr. Jim. Here's a question for you, Pablo. Does God laugh? That's an unusual question. Most men in countries you and I visit enjoy a good laugh. Not the cackling laughter of fools or the sinister laughter of evil, but a genuine, safe, and humorous laugh that causes relaxation and peace. Let me suggest God's laughter is different. At least four times the Bible says that God laughs, so let's consider what it means to us today. The first reference is in Psalm 2. The psalmist sees nations trying to rebel against God's authority and rules to take control of their world. Share with us what the psalmist wrote. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. We do not often read in the Bible about God laughing, but think about it for a minute. God made the earth and the planets and all the stars in the universe. God made man in his image, male and female, plus every animal, plant, fish, and bird that lives on earth. The leaders on earth keep thinking they have a better or wiser way than obeying God's way. They create plans and programs and philosophies and predictions that are completely contrary to obeying God's way. Some humans shake their fist at God's plan and say, I'll do it my way. It's like a two-year-old, two-foot-high little boy disobeying his father's command to go to bed. Placing his hands on his hips, he looks at his six-foot-tall, 200-pound father and says, No, I stay up. You can almost hear the father scoffing and saying, Listen, shortstop, are you challenging me to a showdown? You will obey me. You are going to bed. The father can just laugh. The scenario is so ridiculous. But men, while God may laugh and scoff at our foolishness in challenging his authority, notice God's laughter is followed by anger. Listen to the rest of Psalm 2 from the New Living Translation. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on Zion, my holy hill. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Or it can also mean, Today I reveal you as my son. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. You will break them or rule them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal Son, or he will become angry, and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities. For his anger flares up in an instant, but what joy for all who take refuge in him. Hmm. God makes it rather clear, men, 
There's an eternal spiritual battle in the heavens between God and the forces of evil, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of wickedness who seeks to oppose God and destroy all his creation, including his chosen ones, the eternal family of God. The conflict has been going on since the Garden of Eden. Who's in control, God or man? Christian men listening to this program know God already owns everything because he created everything like the old song says. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine, the sun and the moon and the stars that shine. Eliminating private property has been the primary goal of leaders since the beginning of history. Tyrants and dictators want to control and own everything. Land, resources, and people. Everything except your toothbrush. These people do not know nor believe that God made and God owns everything. Consider the story of King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4. King Neb was proud and arrogant and boasted that he had accomplished all this by himself, and he was warned to humble himself and acknowledge the living God was in control and granted him this power. Did he humble himself? No. So God said, You will eat grass in the fields like a cow for seven years. Sure enough, the king did not repent, and a year later, King Nebuchadnezzar was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. Today, this condition is called boanthropy, a psychological disorder in which the sufferer believes he or she is a cow or ox. Finally, after seven years, Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. And King Neb then says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just and those who walk in pride he can humble. Message for all men today, myself included. Be careful. God hates pride and arrogance and opposes all who disobey his words. Psalm 37.13 says, But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. God laughs at any leader or nation who thinks they are greater than he is. He knows the future. Pablo, Scripture reveals a variety of governments— Egypt had pharaohs, Babylon had kings, Rome had Caesars. In later history, China had emperors, Greece had an empire, England had a commonwealth, Russia had a czar, America had a republic, and North Korea worships a dictator as their god. Many nations have been superpowers. They rise and they come down. But God remains in control. After we humans have tried every style of government possible and find they all have flaws and fail, then we might be ready to say, Okay, God, you know what's best. We give up. We surrender. You rule as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It reminds me of a father who's a master builder watching his young child trying to assemble a toy house. The child fumbles and makes mistakes, but the father waits to be asked for help. The father knows the solution, knows the next step, because he made the toy in the first place. So he quietly smiles and laughs when the child says, No, me do. Finally, after more fumbling, the child stops, looks at his father and asks, Daddy, do? You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. 
Send your comments or questions to Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. And be sure to visit our website located at goteachglobal.com for more information. Today we're discussing about God laughing. Jim, what's the next Bible passage where we read about this? In Psalm 73.20, the psalmist says, When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Speaking of silly ideas, I laughed when I heard of a campaign to ban meat. Ouch, I love a good steak dinner. What's with this anti-meat thing? Jim, while we were preparing for this program, the mayors of 100 major cities in the world signed an agreement to reduce the production, distribution, and sale of meat and dairy products to reduce greenhouse emissions by the year 2030. The list included Canadian mayors for Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. (laughs) That is humorous, Pablo. They believe cows pass too much methane gas and pollute the environment. If that's true, I know some men who should stop eating pickled eggs. But I digress. I would not say God laughs when he hears some of our foolish thinking, like those who would advocate reducing the world's population down to 500 million so the remainder, whoever they are, can live in perpetual balance and harmony with nature. That all sounds very utopian, like a new world order. But Jim, the world's population as we speak is about 8 billion people. How do these leaders propose to get rid of 7.5 billion people? Uh, They don't say publicly, but they have their agenda to rid the earth of 7.5 billion people so the remaining 500 million can reproduce wisely to improve fitness and diversity. In this new world of 500 million, who will do the guiding to make these so-called wise decisions? And whose morality will determine what is good and what is evil? Hard questions, Pablo, that no one has answered publicly. As Christian men, you and I believe the Bible is God's guidebook, written for men over a period of a thousand years where God reveals his master plan for mankind. Any humanistic logic written by those who think they are wiser than God is nonsense. God can say, I made the earth and everything in it. Then I made man and placed him on the earth. Man has freedom to make choices, but I remain a sovereign, living God who works all things after the counsel of my will. I am not an idol who has no eyes to see or ears to hear or mouth to speak. Man either chooses to follow my laws and my plans and live a fulfilling life, or chooses to make his own rules and plans and suffer the consequences of his choices. It sounds like a reread of Psalm 2. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. And Psalm 59, 8, But Lord, you laugh at them. You scoff at all the hostile nations. Will the predictions of men come true? Will we own nothing and be happy? Will someone reduce the earth's population to 500 million? Never fear. As Christian men, we know for certain that our living God is in full sovereign control. 
He will take whatever man chooses to do and use it to his glory. Paul and I have read the end of the Bible. God wins. Our quest is to invite every listener to accept salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Passover Lamb of God who paid the price for our salvation. Surrender to His will today and be on the winning side for all of eternity. There you have it, men. Have no fear of the future. The living God is in control. When it comes to our salvation, God is not laughing. It's serious. Surrender to Him, trust Him today, and obey Him until we see Him face to face. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is God at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at goteachglobal.com. There you will find background information about Dr. Jim, and the second page gives you an opportunity to listen to any or all of the many listener-supported Men Alive recorded programs. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be Men Alive, transformed into the character of Jesus Christ. Christ.